0: Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Coming up this week, it happened sooner than I expected, but it's here. Tiered pricing for tickets has come to Walt Disney World. A waitress is suing Disney over lost wages. And if you want to know what a cupcake ATM is, stay tuned because we're going to tell you. We're also going to have a sneak peek at the food offerings at this year's Flower and Garden Festival. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 875 for the week of March 1st, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. I almost forgot the URL there. <laughs> it's long. It is long. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you're having a great week coming to you live from the Bob Burley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Diz Senior Editor, Leah Zanola.
1: Hello. Uh,
0: assistant Webmaster, Will Perry. Hello. The lovely and talented Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. You know that. <laughs> and back in the production nook, our producer, Craig Williams, Hello. along with our good friend, Steve Porter. Hello. Your guys are really dark back there. The camera's really dark. dark. Hmm. Okay. Well, now you just look like you're under <laughs> interrogation.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, we kind of are. <laughs>
0: um, so, all right. Uh, lots to talk about this week. A lot to talk about this week. Just a couple things I want to get out of the way in housekeeping. Um, just want to talk about the other shows that we have uh, going up uh, every week. Uh, this week, on uh, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show we just uh, put up yesterday. Has uh, an interview with Adventures by Disney guide Mike Hage, and Mike was uh, the guide I had on my trip to uh, Arizona and Utah back in April, and he's great. And this was a really great show; it was a lot of fun to do. Um, so you can check that out on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Dreams Unlimited Travel. You can also check out uh, check it out on the Disunplugged. Unplugged. Homepage, disunplugged.com. Next Monday, uh, Tracy Heinrichs is going to talk about her recent trip to Disney's Olani Resort in Hawaii. So tune in for that. Uh, also on Mondays, every Monday, itunes.com and disunplugged.com. The Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged with Tom Bell. Uh, coming up next week, uh, Nancy Johnson continues her series focused on making sure children of all ages have a great visit to the Disneyland Resort. You can listen live to uh, the team record that show uh, every Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Mixler.com. And, of course, uh, every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, disunplug.com, Universal Edition, with Craig Williams, Jenny Lynn Knopp, and rhino clavin what are you talking about this week right
2: this week we will uh, be doing a question and answer segment so if you have any questions uh, that you would like us to answer on air please email us at uo podcast at dis or head over to the uh, dis universal facebook page and we have a, a post where you can comment on that post and leave your question there so that way it's a little more organized i suggest the latter of the two uh, I get too many emails to sort through all your nonsense that you send me. But
1: <laughs> I'm such a charmer.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. It, either way, uh, the Donald Trump of the Diz. <laughs> and you I owe. think we should build a wall between Disney and Universal.
0: Okay. okay. Huge, huge wall. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, if you don't, if you're not writing all this down. Just head out to our show notes page, disunplug.com, and you can find links to this and everything else we talk about in our show. Also want to remind everybody that last Wednesday was the last episode of the trip. So the trip wrapped its run uh, for us last Wednesday. So uh, maybe something else will be coming in the next few months. I don't I don't know. Well, you don't know. I know. And I'm not mm-hmm. telling you. But uh, so anything else? Anything else for housekeeping? Just I uh, want to mention, Johnny Kevin aren't here because uh, they had some drama with the contractors doing work at their house, and uh, they needed to stay, needed to stay local. So fortunately, no one's sick. Just house drama. So we miss them. But uh, anything else, housekeeping?
2: I think we should at least mention that tomorrow we will be at Epcot at some point. Oh, that's to right. Be covering the first day of Flower and Garden Festival, drinking, so.
3: drinking flowers and looking at drinks.
2: Sure. Opposite. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah. yeah. No.
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be posting cut off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be posting everything we're doing on our social media after pages, the Morimoto so. <laughs> opening. You're cut off.
0: The two of you. It's Lent. I'm good. Oh, it's Lent. Oh yeah. Well, even if it wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah, we will be covering uh, flower and wine uh, tomorrow, which is what I'm calling it because it's basically a mashup now of flower and garden and food and wine. Yeah. And Brilliant edition, and we're going to get to some of what uh, we got a chance to experience uh, last Friday that has me really, really, really excited this year about some of what they're offering, especially, you know, in terms of the food. So we will talk about that a little later on in the show. But yes, tomorrow, follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and wherever else. I don't know, but we're all going to be
2: there. Those are the important ones.
0: So follow us there. All right. Anything else? Housekeeping. Going once, going twice. All right. Over to me with the news. Um, First news story we got to talk about. You know, said it was coming. I didn't think it was going to happen this quick. I thought they'd wait till later in the year. But it makes sense that they're doing it now because summer season coming up. Oh, yeah. Just so happens that's one of the peak seasons. Uh, Walt Disney World has announced a pricing increase and a move to seasonal pricing for their one-day tickets. Pricing for a one-day ticket now ranges between $105 and $124, depending on the time of year. There are value, regular, and peak seasons, as well as blackout dates for the regular and value seasons. Uh, According to the Orlando Sentinel, value season comprises about one-fifth of the year, regular season is about half the year, and peak is about 29% of the year. Guests will have access to an online calendar showing pricing between 8 and 11 months ahead of time. Jackie Waller, spoke, a Disney spokesperson, said, "Quote: The demand for our theme parks continues to grow, particularly during peak periods. In addition to expanding our parks, we are adopting seasonal pricing on our one-day ticket to help better spread visitation throughout the year. Multi-day tickets, annual passes, and visiting during non-peak periods also provide our guests with options and savings. Seasonal pricing structure has been used in other areas of the travel industry, such as hotels and airlines, for years. Well, first let me say this uh to Jackie Waller. Bull. (laughs) Bull. Your parks are under construction. First of all. Second of all, this has absolutely nothing to do with trying to spread the spread the crowds out throughout the year. Okay? You you really you really have to have just fallen off the turnip truck, so to speak. Uh, If you're buying that, Uh, this is about we want to soak as much money out of uh, our peak periods as we can. And here's the thing. Okay, I get it. You're a business. You're a publicly held company. You answer to your stockholders. It's the way it works. Listen to me. That's the way it works. And this is where I'm going to have my rants. Because every time there's a ticket price increase, I have my rant, and it's never aimed at Disney. It's aimed at the drama queens out there who are singing the same song. They sing every time the prices go, I'm never going back. I was too much for my family. Look, it's a capitalist society. This is what happens in a free market. Prices change, go up based on demand. When a lot more people want it, the price goes up. When a lot less people want it, the price goes down. It's really simple, and it's a fact of life in a capitalist economy. And people are acting like Disney is the antichrist every time they do this. Now, look, I used to to do the same thing, but then, I don't know, I hit my head and got some sense knocked into me. This is the way it works. Now, if you want a socialist economy and you want a socialist country, that's a fair argument. But you can't wave the flag with one hand and then bitch when what goes along with it hits you in the pocketbook. You take the good with the bad. And the bottom line is we all know it. We all know it. The vast majority of these people who are saying, I'm never going back. You're going back. And if you are one of those people who's saying you're not and you end up, then you got to make me a promise. The next time they raise the ticket prices, shut the hell up. Enough is enough. They're going to raise the prices every year. We know it. Why does everybody act like this is a big surprise? We've been talking about the tiered ticket pricing for how long now? We knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. We knew it was coming. Not because Disney told us, but because it's where the industry is going. The travel industry has yielded ticket prices since the dawn of time. I'm amazed it's taken this long for Disney to get around to it. I'm amazed. We pay tier pricing. We pay tier pricing at hotels all the time. You pay tier pricing every time you get on an airplane. As a matter of fact, sitting on an airplane, the seat next to you could be tiered at a different price than the one you're sitting in. It's the way the industry works. It's part of a capitalist economy. Now, look, if it really is too much for you and you don't go back, I respect that. And yes, it is expensive. But also, let's pay attention to the fact that this is the price for a one-day ticket. This is not tiered. They're not tiering the multi-day tickets. The multi-day ticket price is about to go up. We know that for a fact. Not sure exactly when.
4: Or you know, has it, it already? It
0: already did. Oh, it already did. Yeah, okay. yeah, So the multi-day ticket price went up, because it hadn't when they announced this.
3: Yeah, they came it at did. the same time. but I th- you know,
4: They announced I, the tiering first. Yeah,
3: but I think this is the beginning of, you know, the, I think they're going to start with the one day. I think they're going to move to the two day. I think this is the beginning, so don't be shocked when it happens. But also, Disney, you know, it's, yeah, it's getting very expensive. But Disney doesn't owe you the, you know, the affordability to come to Disney, I want to go to Bora Bora. I can't afford it.
0: You know, they don't owe me that. Well, this is, this is what I'm talking about, that people, you know, oh, America's the best and let's wave the flag and yay America, yay America, until something happens in a capitalist society, which is quintessentially American, that they don't like, that hits them in the pocketbook. And then, oh, boo, bad, 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 bad company. You're all, you're all evil. Come on. It goes with the territory, guys. It goes with the territory. I'm so sick and tired of the chorus of people whining and bitching about price increases at Disney. You You're know the- right, and you make a great point. I want to go to Bora Bora, too. I, every time I sit down and look at the airfare, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to Bora Bora. Not this year.
1: I was going to say, you know, the part that I found more surprising was now they're the tickets expire, the one day tickets expire because a lot of people would buy the tickets to qualify for a package for like free dining or whatever. Now those tickets go and they'd hold on to them. They expire the end of the next year. Mm. So that, that I think bothered me more than the price increase did.
0: I think, you know, if people want to be up in arms about something that Disney is doing, this is the wrong place. The cuts that are being made in entertainment in particular, they just announced, what, 10 of 29 Streetmosphere characters yep. at Hollywood Studios being cut.
2: Yeah, and 9 of the 10 are full-time employees. Only one was part-time. Right. But you know it's the mainstay uh, characters. The, like the one guy who always plays Officer Peabody. Yeah. He's got to be gone, which is a shame because these are the ones who have defined that for the years and years that I've been going.
0: No question about that. No question that it added, it has always added something very, very special to Hollywood Studios. But of all places to be cutting anything right now. Right. And you look, I get it. I get it. Shanghai is over budget. That's part of parks and resorts. It's got to be made up, made up in other areas of parks and resorts. They're not going to take it from film. They're going to take it from other areas in parks and resorts. So I get it. But the fact that entertainment is the first thing to be cut and the fact that the cuts are being, you know, that you're targeting cuts like this at a park like Hollywood Studios, where the crowds have not measurably decreased with the construction, even though half the park is is closed, basically. Um, Things like that, I think, are more fair to point out and criticize Disney over than price increases.
5: I think if people want to be upset about the price increases, it's, it should be that they're getting less for their money now. It should be that, you know, we're paying more, but we're getting knit less. Not that the prices are going up. The prices, like you said, the prices are going to go up. Well, that's the other reason. I'm sorry, go ahead. I think, like, like kind of a combining everything like we've said, it's that we're getting less and less opportunities. I also saw a rumor that the Fairy Godmother might not be yeah. in the Magic Kingdom. She's yeah. going away. So it's like all these little things that made Disney so special are going away. And yet we're paying more, and that—that's the part that upsets me about paying more. Not that it's Disney doesn't have the right to do it. Obviously, they have the right to do it. Like, they're a company; they, they have the right to do it. But I think it's just we're getting less for our money, which I think that's the more disappointing part.
0: Well, you know, I—I can—I I can agree with you to a point. Um, personally, I still think, even with the price increases, that you know, okay, and I—I'll speak as an annual pass holder. Um, what I get, the value I get for my annual pass, I think is amazing.
1: Oh, most definitely. Amazing.
0: Okay. Um, on multi-day tickets, you break it down for how much you're actually paying a day on a multi-day ticket and what you're getting in, in exchange for that. Yeah, I think it's a great. I think it's a great value. Um, but, and look, I understand why people get upset about it. But you know, if Disney wasn't doing this, if they weren't running it the way a business has to run then you know their expenses aren't going down their right. expenses aren't staying the same year to year um and yeah you know what uh, avatar land star wars land toy story land that that stuff costs money that stuff costs money and it's got to come from somewhere yeah. and it's going to go up it's going to go up it's going to keep going up it's going to go up it has always gone up it will always go up until demand actually drops. When Disney has to start attracting people. You know, we've, we've, every, every time there's a price increase, it's the death knell for Disney. People are going to stop going. It, you, well, no. No, hasn't happened. Well,
1: Steve and I were talking about this in one of our things, that what hooked, I'm sure, everybody at this table was the details Yes. At Disney. Yes. And it's like, okay, the price goes up. I can understand that. that. That stuff doesn't come cheaply. But when they start taking it away at the same time, they're raising the price. Like, I, I, I know that there's no perfect world, but.
0: One of the areas we can absolutely criticize Disney is, um, is a lot of times their timing sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it does seem like the right hand isn't talking to the left. And so, yeah, at a time when cuts are being made. And again, from a business standpoint, you know, they're it's a little I think it's a little short sighted personally that they're taking they're cutting other parks right now to make up for overruns in in Shanghai. Because I think Shanghai is more than going to make back any overruns in the long term. But this is how they have to run there this is how they have to run that that division i think with um, you know
3: with uh, with increases though that you know this is o- the only thing disney announces that they've increased they only announce park tickets right they don't announce when they they raise you know the the value season versus premium season of hotels or they don't announce when they increase menu items you know you might come this year and pay x amount of dollars for voodoo sticky pig wings and then next (laughs) year you come don't you be don't you you might not even know (laughs) you you (laughs) might not even you, you didn't name drop it yet I was hoping for that. and then he um, does, it cut his <laughs> mic. Do not steal. <laughs> After <laughs> what happened last like week had on me. Twitter, or well, two I weeks ago, he I, I had to it. mention it. Um, so you might not realize that for that one item, you're paying 25 cents extra. That might not be a lot, but in your period of a vacation, it adds up. So tickets, yeah, they announced that. So I think people get upset because the, the, the entire cost of the whole thing when you're here here. You know, from everything to renting a stroller to menu items to hotel and,
0: you know, that's, you know, airfare aside. I, but, but anyway, I, Al, you know, I think was it the New York Post?
5: Yeah, they ran a story like this morning or whatever. That,
0: that Disney is screwing the middle class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, the middle class is getting screwed. It ain't by Disney. OK, it isn't by Disney. And I could, I could go down a very, very bad road right now on that discussion. And I'm not going to because I really try and keep politics off this show. But it's Super Tuesday. And if you really care about screwing the middle class, pay attention to what you do when you go into a ballot box. Okay? The number of people making votes based on no information at all is scaring the hell out of me. Do some research before you walk into a voting booth. But... Pull it back. Pull it back. <laughs> um you know, look, this is just the reality, 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 reality. And there are people who will pay this. And that is what Disney's counting on. And that's just the way it is. And, you know, there there is, there is really something to be said for the concept of acceptance. Um, just accept it and stop making your lives miserable with crap you can't change. Uh, if enough people stop going, the price will go down. Um, but right now that doesn't seem to be happening and I don't think it's going to be happening in the next oh I don't know 10 or 15 years um, unless you know god forbid something awful happens um, I don't see anything changing this trend nothing there's nothing on the horizon not with the things that are getting ready to open not with the things that have been announced the things that are coming I don't see this trend stopping for the next 10 or 15 years at least
6: when they quit doing that and keep raising the prices that's when there's a real problem they're still developing and Giving us new, you know, attractions. So, look, look at the price of gas. It's it's went up over how many years. It's things increase over time. That's just the way it is. But when the company stops developing and, and rolling out new products, I think that's when there's a real problem. But the fact that we got three new lands coming, okay. So no, granted so they're much. like
0: seventy-two years away. Right. Right. But you know that's you know and, and so yeah, like I said, Disney has an issue with. You know, Disney has an issue with timing sometimes that, yeah, we're cut, 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 price increase. Yep. Um, I understand the business reality of cut, cut, cut with what they're doing. I don't like it, but I get it. I understand the business reality of the price increases. But then there's that nuanced area that Disney doesn't do well which is maybe we need to, like, stagger how we do this. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we need to be focusing some of these cuts in places that aren't so obvious. Or maybe because what Hollywood Studios is doing, let me look for these cuts somewhere else. Because it seems to me like they're going after low-hanging fruit. Do you think the entertainment cuts will come back ever? <sighs> you know, it's six to five pick them. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think if Disney can get away with cutting it and everybody just eventually accepts it, they'll keep it that why would why yep. spend the money if you right. don't have to that's i don't a
2: shame. I don't think that'll ever change, and I can't remember where it was. It was either on Twitter or somewhere else, but someone even mentioned now that they think that new Trad nations that's in Canada, apparently that might be on the way out yep. now yeah, too exactly. so it's just it's getting more and more ridiculous whenever it comes to that. Well,
1: well, I said, speaking as a, you know, when I first came to Disney as a single parent with kids, I still feel the same way today. If Disney is a priority for you and your family, I realize the price goes up. Um, but if you really are into Disney, you find a way to make that work. I, you know, I might not go out to dinner or, you know, I mean, there's little things in your life that you would give up to go to disney and i think the same thing holds true today if you really want to go to disney you'll find a way to make it work
3: go to sam's pick up a pallet of ramen noodles
1: yep whatever it takes what are they
3: called ramen i don't know ramen. ramen 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 i'm from new orleans oh, bless no, i'm you. not from here
4: <laughs> ramen noodles are only I'm not from around here <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking
0: they don't have they don't have ramen noodles it's my uh, it's my accent New (laughs) Orleans. All right. So that's enough of me yelling at you about that. So let's uh, move over and talk about this waitress who is suing Disney over lost income. Her name is Jasmine Sandoval, and she was a server at the Plaza Restaurant in the Magic Kingdom from 2011 to 2015, and she is suing Disney over lost wages. She claims that she spent over 20% of her day washing dishes, restocking, or performing other tasks for which you would not receive tips while still earning the lower wages of a server. Tip- tipped workers are typically paid less per hour, as low as $5.03 per hour in Florida. Excuse me, the minimum wage in Florida for a non tip job is $8.05. Sandoval is seeking back pay, interest, and legal fees, plus damages totaling over $15,000. Disney stated they were, quote, reviewing the allegations contained in the complaint and will respond in court, end quote. Um, Yeah, so for those of you who've never waited tables, you get paid a lower hourly rate. You get paid below the the mandatory minimum wage because the assumption is you're making it up in tips. So her complaint is that she's having to spend time on – she was having to spend time on her shifts – doing things, spending time doing things where she could not be waiting tables and getting those tips yet still getting $5 an hour instead of eight. Um, okay. We can talk about the whole $8 an hour minimum wage thing till I'm blue in the face. But again, there are certain roads I don't want to go down. (laughs) Um, but I don't think this woman stands a snowball's chance in hell of winning this lawsuit, to be honest with you. Um, this uh, suits being br- uh, brought in Florida. We Probably should have had Jack on the show today for this.
4: How do um, they prove something like that? Since she's not working there now, it's not something that's actively happening. How do they prove that she was not waiting? Well,
0: that the time? would be a great question for a lawyer. Um, <laughs> that I—that I, I'm not sure. I'm sure in some part of the discovery process they they subpoena other people who work there. Mm-hmm. Or they subpoena you know management or whoever to say you know. Is this what she had to do? Is this mm-hmm. what you normally have people do? Well, if that's a normal thing but, for a
6: server to wash dishes, that's kind of yeah. no. abnormal. No. I mean, I'm yeah. saying at this restaurant, if that's a normal thing.
0: Right. I, yeah. And that I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, generally speaking, generally speaking, in a busy restaurant, <coughs> I, I've never heard of servers washing dishes. Now, never. At higher may, end. Things. It, it, what?
2: At higher end restaurants, I would say it's normal, but. A lot of the restaurants I go to, I watch. You know, if you can see in the back, you can see waitresses, waiters. All right, yeah. Office, look, it's been thirty years since it. I've waited yeah. tables,
0: but when I was waiting tables, I never washed a dish once. I'm fifty one years old. I barely wash them now. So I've shined some wine glasses before, and or some yeah you know, water glasses, so, stuff polishing like up that, the silver, yeah. uh, silverware and, and stuff rolling
3: like that. and all stuff like
0: that. I side mean, there's work. a certain side amount work. of side work that goes along with being a server, right. um, but. The bottom line is the reason I say I don't think she has a snowball's chance on hell of winning this suit is that, you know, Florida is a very, 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 very pro employer state. And I think that she's going to have trouble making this case. I think she's going to have trouble making this case here. She might have a better shot in New York uh, or Jersey than she would here. But uh, who knows? Who knows? I could be i could be wrong. Um, Do you
1: think she'd had a, a better chance if she was still working there rather than she quit?
0: I don't know. Again, you know, legally, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it matters. I think she's, you know, if she left in 2015, it means she's been out for under a year. So it's not like she sat on this for a couple of years and... Um, you know, it may be that they're told before time that, you know, part of your job is this is what you have to do, and you accepted it. Um, right. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting... I'll tell you, this story is blowing up today. This story is blowing up. Originally, this wasn't in my script for uh, for today, but we're taking a look at how, how much traffic this story is getting. We had to talk about it.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: So interesting to see what happens, what happens yeah. with that. Yeah. So now let's talk about what must surely be a sign of, of the apocalypse. Uh, in May, guests at Disney Springs will have access to cupcakes 24 hours a day because that's what we need uh, from a new cupcake ATM. Sprinkles, a Beverly Hill-based bakery, will be opening a location at Disney Springs uh, Town Center and will bring the cupcake ATM to the area as well. Um, yeah Uh, the machine is stocked with about 400 cupcakes and is replenished throughout the day and again when the bakery closes for the night a robotic arm is used to lift the boxes so the frosting stays intact in addition to regular cupcakes there will also be vegan, gluten free, sugar free and doggy options Sprinkles is known for their salted oatmeal cornflake flavor as well as banana peanut butter maple bacon Cuban coffee and lemon coconut the machines only accept credit and debit cards uh, in other locations, and the cupcakes cost around $4.25 each. <clears throat> so.
4: The source article actually said the machine does not dispense cash. And I thought because we have to clarify that since we're calling it an ATM, we have to make sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you may not get cash out you of this to, ATM.
0: You're not going to get cash out of it. Um, I don't. I'm at once tantalized and horrified by this um horrified because i just don't need cupcakes easier um i don't need access to those things to be easier right. um now I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that there'll be a sugar-free option for people like me who are diabetic uh vegan and gluten-free as well i think that's really cool um and uh, you know i've come to find out that sugar-free desserts in some cases can be as good or better mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you're getting it. Um, and honest to God, if you're here in Florida, Win Dixie, their sugar—the only thing I would send you to Win Dixie for their sugar-free desserts are fantastic. My mother gets them all the time. I have dinner every every Sunday night with mom and my family, and mom goes to Win Dixie and she gets me the sugar-free, yeah, sugar-free chocolate cake and all this other stuff. And I, a lot of the time, I'm like, wow, this is really good. Um, so.
3: When I first read this, I was like, all right, who's going to, like, walk through Disney Springs and say, oh, I need a cupcake? Uh, but, but if I reverse the rolls and – No pun intended. And it was just, you know, a, like an ATM sushi machine, I might stop and get a roll and eat it as I walk through Disney Springs. But
1: as we were and saying – And then die later. <laughs> well,
3: I mean, if not, there's a bunch of little mini Morimoto's
1: We were saying di- the, they close Disney Springs – so how is that going to work 24 hours a day? Are you going to be walking through Disney Springs and saying to the security guard, I'm just here for the cupcakes? You know, you know, how's uh, that going to it's work? It's
2: blowing up. People love it, apparently. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I know it, it originated in California. I can't remember if it was – LA or somewhere but I thought that it was like the ideal was that if you're a drunk then 24 hours a day you can go and get a cupcake so you know if you're partying all night till well I'm thinking
0: because medical marijuana is legal that's why it's out that's a good point too. you know it's probably right next to a marijuana Ah, Um, dispensary. you know the 24 hour cupcake munchies
2: that makes perfect sense
0: so and they're trying to get it here they're trying to they're trying to legalize it here too it hasn't hasn't worked so far but um i don't know i i like i said there's like part of me that's like ooh. are you gonna try it oh of course i am okay of course i am
1: i want to go down in the middle in the of the night and do it just because i can you know like at two o'clock hey i want a cupcake
0: and then post a picture on Facebook. Right, do a right. selfie on Facebook.
4: Or
1: do
0: a Periscope. We Don't you wish you me.
4: They actually, on the Sprinkles Bakery website, they have a whole thing with people putting up pictures of their themselves at the cupcake. ATMs nice. all over the world. Oh, country, wow. Country, all over the country. Now,
6: is there like a cupcake Sprinkles store Yes. Yes. yes they're ATM's opening just outside of it. Yeah.
4: surely it's not right outside because then you're really lazy to not just well, walk yeah, right <laughs> inside <laughs> and okay. right. I, think,
0: <laughs> I think anyone predisposed to a cupcake ATM, ATM <laughs> yeah. the jury's back in on whether they're lazy or not this is
3: true. <laughs> just get
0: rid of food trucks just have a whole line of
2: variety of <laughs> ATMs <Yeah. laughs> as someone who hates people I love the sound of this that I don't have to
1: interact <laughs> with
2: anyone <laughs> it's <laughs> perfect
0: No tip needed. That's another part. He's not a a psychopath. He's a high-functioning sociopath. (laughs) Now, somebody tell me what that's from. I've been telling you all to watch the show. Sherlock. 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 Netflix. Fantastic show. Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm not from here. Love it. It's awesome. But, all right. So, that's the story for the news this week. We're going to move on to Rapid Fire and... We will start with the lovely Miss Whirling.
1: Mine is Disney's putting in a solar farm as you go into the entrance of Epcot over on the right-hand side off of World Drive. You know, you've seen the construction if you've been here. Um, It's a solar farm. It's a multimillion-dollar solar farm on 20 acres. Um, And I thought they were going to do it so that you could actually see the Mickey heads, but you can't unless you're up in a helicopter or something. You can't see the... The um, the panels that make up the Mickey head, but it's an impressive five megawatt alternative power supply, and it's being built by Duke Energy, and it's got forty eight thousand solar panels. If you need to know that, it's equal to approximately one thousand solar rooftop systems. It's not operational yet. It's supposed to be later. Well, I guess yeah, later in the spring. So they still have time to get it open. And the power provided will um, power some things at Disney World and Reedy Creek.
0: And decrease ticket prices. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Kathy. Leah.
4: Okay. Uh, The Magic Kingdom's Diamond Horseshoe Restaurant will begin serving table service lunch and dinner daily beginning March 13th. This was normally open seasonally, except I'm not really sure when because I never saw it open. So I'm not sure what seasonally. But it says it's going to be all you care to enjoy. Uh, there's going to be a frontier salad and cornbread for the table to share. Entree choices are barbecue pulled turkey served over cornbread, spit-roasted ham served with country beans, or stewed beef and mashed potatoes, and they're all served with vegetables. And then there's two dessert choices. There's an apple tart or a campfire brownie. It says adults are $33, children are $19.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see what they do.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm excited
5: i I think it'd be really cool. I know that article doesn't say if it will, but I think it'd be cool if it eventually becomes like a hoop de do in the magic kingdom. I think that'd be so awesome. I
3: think it's a great space, yeah, yeah. you know we I only see used for uh like events like yeah, Mickey's parties. not so
5: scared
0: when when do they start March thirteenth
4: uh, yeah, reservations can be made uh for March thirteenth through may thirtieth.
0: well, I wonder why it's so limited
4: <clears throat> well. I mean, because it's been seasonal, are they just sort of testing this to see if, well, if it's going to stay? one other time, because I can
1: remember Katie and I doing a, a table service there, hmm. and it, it, it was
4: good. I thought it was fun. But I don't know. My husband has a reservation for March. He's coming down in a couple weeks. The food looks good.
2: Okay. Well, you haven't seen it yet.
4: The pictures that I put in the news story look really good. Okay. Hmm.
0: All right. Thank you, Leah. Will, you have anything?
6: Yes, we have a, a bunch of new stores uh, going to be coming to Disney Springs starting, I guess, May 15th, 2016. There's a bunch of them. Uh, Anthropology is one. Kate Spade, New York. Lacoste. A- Lacoste. <laughs> Le- we- no, no, it's Raymond Noodles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Under Armour, Matt Cosmetics, Vince Commuto, Camu- Vera Bradley, Lucky Brand, Coca-Cola Store, Trophy Room, Alex and Annie, Nahoka, Nahoku? Nahoku. Nahoku. I have no idea. That's nice. Sure. American Threads, Volcom, Kipling, Francesca's, Melissa's Shoes, an Ode 50, Johnson Murphy, uh, Everything But Water, Free People, Johnny Was, Columbia, Sperry, Luxury of Time by Diamonds International, Sephora, Deluxe Burger, Amaretta's, Pasteri. Oh, this is fun. (laughs) <laughs> why should
0: you try and pronounce these names and uh,
6: table tablas frontera was that was I even close I don't even know I don't I have no I idea what the either. hell you're I'm talking
0: about bunch of them you're talking but, Indiana that's yeah. I, I That's, that's right. I don't I speak am. Indiana
6: uh, anyway, we have a bunch of new stores coming to Disney Springs, so uh, that's pretty exciting. Now, Hoku's pretty cool. Julie loves
3: that store. What, what, what is it? It's like a um, it's a Hawaiian jewelry store. They used to have one at the Millennium Mall, and they closed it down. And they replace it with like a like a jean store or something, but she loves that store. And the Alex and
1: Ani store I'm looking forward to for all the, the bracelets. I mean, they sell them in the stores now, but I'm sure they're going to have a bigger selection.
2: Yeah, right now the only store they have in Orlando is at uh, Winter Park, and mm-hmm. that one's always flooded. So I have yeah. to assume that it's going to be the same once it comes to Disney Springs, especially having one closer to the tourist district.
0: Oh, yeah. I love Lucky. Yeah, I love Lucky. I oh, got their some jeans, nice jeans, love their shirts. Yeah, yeah. Their graphic tees are awesome.
1: So if I go into Everything But Water and ask for water, will I get thrown out? Huh? One of the stores is Everything But Water.
6: Everything But Water, yeah. It's a bunch of ATMs of beer, <laughs> beer.
3: coca-cola. <Yeah.
0: laughs> yeah. All right, thanks, Will. Yep. Corey.
6: All right, um,
3: same-day reservation process being uh, is being continued at Skipper Canteen. The test period for allowing guests to make same-day lunch and dinner reservations has ended, but the process will still be continued. Uh, no end date has been announced. Um, you can visit uh, jungleskippercanteen.com or call uh, 407-993-1933. Um, to make a reservation right when you were doing your uh, your rapid fire, I went on and I made a reservation for 2 o'clock nice. and it was available. So
1: Wow, yeah.
3: So you can still do it, short notice, I guess. So
1: that I, tells you something about the restaurant.
3: Well, they, that they've done, well, that too, that they've done their testing, but maybe they're like, okay, we need to keep filling it.
5: I think so. that's a happy medium in between, like, like the crazy adrs where it's months and months ahead and like the people that were nervous that they weren't going to get it because you had to go to the front door so i think that's like a good you can still be spontaneous but you don't have to do it six months in advance so
0: we'll we'll see how that works i'm i'm curious curious all right thank you Corey, gregory
2: okay so i have fun news for me at least i don't know if anyone else will care but uh They're going to be offering regional craft beers at the Atlanta Braves spring training games that happened at ESPN Wide World of Sports. So, uh, you know, they always, it's a baseball game. They have to offer beer. In the past, they've had a stock selection and then trying to throw in like one local because last year it was uh, Uncle Matt's Grapefruit Ale that's made by Orlando Brewing. But this year, they're bringing in beers from uh, the places where the teams are coming in from. So, for example, like Baltimore Orioles, they're bringing Dogfish Head. Uh, Detroit Tigers are bringing Bells, Oberon, Founders. Uh, for some reason, when the Pirates come in, they're bringing Line and Kugel, which makes no sense because Pittsburgh and Wisconsin are two different places. I don't understand oh any me. of the words coming out of his mouth. <laughs> well, I'll I'll make, a, uh, what did you call it, subtitles that explain what I'm talking about okay. later. Uh, the Mets are bringing uh, Brooklyn Brewing and Southern Tier. Philly's bringing Victory. So uh, it's great for beer drinkers. Um, just lots of. Lots of different things that uh, they might not get the chance to try other places, um, and just going to make the games a lot uh, more enjoyable if you have a nice, delicious beer from the away team. Absolutely. How's that park? Has anybody been to a game there? It's incredible. Yeah, it's uh, I went for the first time last year. It was almost more enjoyable than going and watching in a uh, in an actual stadium, so just Everything's close together, obviously. Small field. Uh, crowds were great. Uh, obviously, the weather's generally good as long as it's not raining. So, I have plans to go to a game again this year. Don't know which one. Cool. Not going to let anyone know. <laughs>
0: no stalkers. <laughs>
5: I'll just show up.
0: All right. Thank you,
5: Craig. Steve. Uh, I have some sad news. Phil Smith, who is Walt Disney World's first employee, died last Tuesday, uh, February 23rd, at the age of 83 from complications of kidney disease. Um, interesting fact about him, he helped create the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Um, so he's a pretty important person on, in Disney World history. He also, interesting little fact, he lived on the Walt Disney World property before anyone else and overlooked the construction um, before anything was built. So he's an important person and said that he passed away.
0: Well, I think for those who may not know what the Reedy Creek Improvement District is, a, a little explanation of that would probably be a good idea. Um, One of the concessions Walt Disney was able to get out of uh, Florida in in exchange for building Walt Disney World here was the creation of this quasi-governmental agency, basically under his control, called the Reedy Creek Improvement District. And and basically what it allowed Disney to do was basically zone its own work um, and kind of control its own, the, the bureaucratic process that is normally uh, normally goes along with doing any kind of building, road work, things like that, infrastructure, all that stuff. So it kind of sped that process up, made it a lot easier for Disney to build Walt Disney World. And one of the places where you saw that that really work to Disney's advantage was after Universal Studios announced that they were building a theme park here in Orlando, and Michael Eisner decided that... Disney needed to respond, and they needed to build their own uh, movie-themed park. Uh, Even though Universal had a big jump on them time-wise, Disney was still able to open Hollywood Studios before Universal Studios opened because they were able to do all their own zoning um, through Reedy Creek. Now, apparently it doesn't apply to parking garages. (laughs) But, you know there's that, but that's what Reedy Creek is. And that's where this, uh, this guy was so instrumental in helping set that up and, and create that.
2: And I need to throw in a shameless plug for, uh, anyone who wants to get more information on how Reedy Creek all became, uh, began to develop, uh, go and listen to the last round of connecting with Walt. I think we spent either one or two episodes on it. Uh, Michael did all the research as he does with all of these, cause he's brilliant at that. And, uh, weaves together a nice story about Reedy Creek and everything that led up to the creation of Disney world. And uh, for anyone wondering when it's coming back, we'll be back in April with more new episodes. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, thank you for that, Steve. That will do it for rapid fire. We're going to move on and talk about the upcoming flower and garden and food and wine Mm -hmm. festival that starts tomorrow at Epcot. And uh, the team had a chance to do a tables in wonderland event, at Epcot last Friday where we got a sneak peek at some of the food offerings that will be available as part of the festival this year. So we have a video that we'd like to play before we have a little chat. So take a look. Oh, how abrupt. Um, so, yeah, that's a look at what we uh, what we did at this uh, and it's dawning on me right now that the only two people currently in the room who actually did it are you and I, Craig.
2: Yeah, because John and Kevin couldn't be here today, and then JL and Rhino have their park day. I need to start off by saying I did not have 52 drinks there. <laughs> <laughs> 51. I, I did not have that many. I, I'm i responsible now.
0: now. One of the things that I, I've i noticed, and, and this is just me, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, Um i'm I'm starting to get the feeling that the food at flower and garden is better than the food at food and wine hmm. um, i don't know I, I it is not as many kiosks I think what do we got like thirteen or fourteen kiosks Seems uh for like flower that. and garden um and I don't know. I, I for me, I see. Uh, maybe it's just that I prefer what they're, you know, what, what they're, what they're selling more during flower and garden than I do during food and wine. But I got to tell you, I'm looking. It's gotten to the point now where I'm looking more for more forward to flower and garden than I am food and wine.
1: Do you think they're doing that because they're eventually going to make it more like? food and wine in the fall with more booths. So they're trying to get everybody into it so they can say, Hey, next year, let's have 30 booths.
0: Or- uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I love this addition though. I love the addition of the kiosks for flower and garden because it was getting stale. It was getting very stale that, yeah, you know, okay. Oh, I've, that's the 83rd time I've seen that topiary. Um, they'd have a couple of different things here and there. But it was getting to the point where if you went to Flower and Garden every year, you pretty much knew what you were going to see.
1: Yeah. See, I I have mixed feelings because I like that they've added the food, but I'm a person who went for the flowers to see the different displays. And when I think back, like what it was like, like maybe ten years ago, and they've they still have flowers, but it's not like how it was. But
3: how many times can you go to look at? flowers
1: oh I, I could go you know it's, i could go Kathy quite a, we're
3: talking about you <laughs> okay. know
1: i could do that quite a bit I, mean,
3: I, I know i know like the the festival evolves as it goes on because you know they're just planning some of these and as you go through you know through the seat like the event you know there are more flowers that are blooming and it, it looks better
2: like as you go but i you know well it smells better than any other time of the year yeah. too no, yeah. i think that's walk around food yeah. But
1: do you yeah. remember when they used to have like the art exhibits that people had created different things and they had them like in the trees behind interventions? They had in that like little hill area, like behind where the butterfly thing is in the fall.
0: Lot um, of hands.
1: But that was, there was always people back there looking at the art and I thought art was a nice thing to add. I, you know, I know food is and I know the food's not going away, but I sort of wish they would do a little more flower stuff
0: well i mean i think you know look i enjoy going to see the flowers as well i mean it's it's beautiful it's epcot is never more beautiful than it is during flower and garden but i thought you know like i said i felt it was getting stale because it was the same thing year after year there well, they, really yeah, wasn't they a lot they of cut changes a lot
1: back and then it was it's like oh i saw that three years ago it's like so i mean they, they did take it in a good direction
0: and then yeah adding the adding the food kiosk so you've got uh, let's see here you've got um Urban Farm Eats, uh, which is over near imagination. Uh, Pineapple Promenade. Uh, La Isla Fresca. Jardine. Uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull a will here. Yeah,
1: let uh, Will announce them. Yeah, Jard-
0: Jardine <laughs> de Fiestas in Mexico. Lotus House in China. Uh, Barren Market. Oh, this makes Market. Me feel so much in Germany.
6: <laughs> Primavera
0: kitchen in Italy, The Smokehouse, uh, Barbecue and brews, The American Adventure, Hanami in Japan, Taste of Marrakesh in Morocco, Florida Fresh between Morocco and France, Florida Lise in France, and Cider House in the United Kingdom, which is a new one. Um, as is La Isla Fresca on the World Showcase Promenade. That's a new addition this year. Um like I said, they gave us, at this event, they gave us samples of uh, different, different dishes that are going to be provided. And we went around, and I think everybody tried everything, at least once. And in many cases, two and three times. And I have to tell you, nothing was bad. Oh, good. Nothing was bad. And it was, they were all just varying degrees of good. Um, so it was either good, really good, or, oh my God, that udon beef teriyaki thing that I had. Nah, this, I could have just, just, okay, give me no other food ever for the rest of my life. I will just eat that.
3: And I'm okay. hoping it performs that well when they're under pressure, right. when they're, when they're, yeah. when they're shoving this stuff mm-hmm. out there. And it's like, that doesn't look like the photo. Right. Right. Cause I've had it happen.
4: They've extended the dates too. It's like three months long. Yeah. It goes until March, uh, starts tomorrow and it goes through May 30th.
0: So, And, you know, I'm okay with that because yeah. I'm going to definitely want to go back over and over again.
4: That means six months of the year, really, between this and food and wine. And and food
3: and they wine they, is they true. should just
4: cruise through
3: yeah. the
5: off period with, like, just,
3: you know, just, just
5: booths. There should always yeah. be something yeah. going on. That would be really cool yeah. if they just filled in the gaps. But and-
0: I wonder, though, I wonder how much do these booths affect business at the restaurants? Hmm. I bet quite yeah. a bit. See, I, I disagree. Think. You don't think? I would say more the fast food places. It,
2: for me, it starts off like the first two or three weeks, it's big. And then after that, you know, I, I'm kind of over the boost, but you're and I'm local. Over the, but you're local. It's the people it's like, who
4: are coming in. Yeah, and I think yeah. they're
2: trying to really drive these events to be more and more local oriented. And Disney right now is putting a big push push on annual pass holders and making sure they show up continually for these events. So I, I think with that, yeah, they obviously understand that uh, that a lot of people coming are going to be coming for the one or two days most, but they do want more and more annual pass holders coming in and. You're gonna get bored with it eventually. That's what I, I do every year. If the booths weren't
6: there, and me and Tiffany came down, we would eat at a restaurant multiple times at the park. But since the booths are there, I don't maybe once, but I, I don't see us having to go
0: back. See, I'm I, I'm I'm yeah, I'm wondering like if that you know, of course Disney's not gonna release that information, but I'm just always you know I'm wondering what kind of impact I wonder. I think a lot have? of
1: my clients still make those dining reservations. But what I hear back from them is they use like their snacks to maybe one day do, um, you know, food and wine or flower and garden. So it's like they still are doing both.
2: Well, and I can say from Mm -hmm. a beer perspective on the dining plan, yeah, right. From a a beer drinkers' perspective, because they don't serve the bigger beers there anymore, you'll actually see that the beer lines for some reason are longer at the quick service places. Yeah, going back and back and back and back. So I know at least they are. So times? they they might be more likely. Like if you're in Germany, if you're getting a big beer, instead of going and getting something that they offer food wise there, you might just end up going and getting a pretzel or something else that snack that uh, cuts down on having to do multiple transactions. So mm. I, I don't know. That's just for me though.
0: I'm not important. Well, I'm incredibly excited. Oh yeah. About about this, Craig. What was your favorite item?
2: Uh, yeah I said in the uh, in the video it was the brisket I guess for anyone who bothered watching the video um, this is like a really small play on a dish that they started for food and wine I believe a couple of years ago, which we all loved then. It was just hash with bacon and cheese yeah, and that was really but funny. now they're taking it up a notch by adding brisket and uh, for anyone who knows me, I have an unhealthy obsession with brisket. So um, it
1: is like that hash that they had before but now they've added
2: with the great great bis- brisket okay. is this we can't even just house? call this bris- uh what is this at the smoke yeah house? yes okay yeah sure I think I don't in remember. America. Yes, sure, America.
3: <laughs> and there's usually two lines for that, everybody lines up in the early mm-hmm. one.
2: I'm like, well, I'm giving, giving me my secrets. Well, yesterday <laughs> when we were
3: walking around, uh,
2: <laughs> we we saw the smoker. Or at least I saw it. I don't know what Leo was looking at, but they have that nice big smoker sitting out there. So you know the food that they're cooking on that is lost Christian children. Good. Will yeah. I lost children. Oh, <laughs> smoker. Oh, <my>. Shamu. <laughs> <Easy>.
0: Shamu. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm very especially getting this uh, this preview um, of uh, from Tables in Wonderland, which again, you know, for those not familiar, Tables in Wonderland is a program you can join. Uh, what is it, 125 a year, I believe? Uh, if you're a Florida resident or an annual pass holder, you can sign up for Tables in Wonderland, get 20 percent off food and drink at a number of. Uh, dining locations around Disney World and then they do these special events throughout the year and for me these events have really really uh, fallen off in terms of their quality and their their value they tend to be very expensive Um, and one of the things a few years back from Mother's Day they did a Mother's Day brunch and it was up in that private room above Coral Reef and I mean I forgot what we paid but it was extraordinary and before I could get any food, I'm sitting there having to listen to sales pitches mm. from all these different companies trying to sell something, and I'm like, "Oh hell no, not for this kind of money!" You're going to sit here, yeah. And then you know there was all it was other things wrong. So many people complained that they were ha- they were refunding every uh, everybody's money. Wow, that's how bad it was because I wasn't the only one who complained. But this what was one? the cost of this event? This one was $150 a person.
3: So you probably it was
0: it was all the food and and believe me the drinks were plentiful the drinks were plentiful it's a lot easier to get an alcoholic beverage than it was to get a soft drink to get a soft drink I had to ask a server and the first time Kevin asked they said we're not providing it you have to go outside and pay for it oh jeez oh wow and then they started like oh okay yeah no Um, and they get it for us and the servers were great and. but, you know, all this beer and cocktails and I forgot, I forgot, I didn't count how many food stations, but,
3: but e- even if you didn't drink alcohol, you'd probably find value in the food and the opportunity to preview over anything, yes. right?
0: Yeah. Cause I don't drink. So yeah. for me, that was the value yeah. in it. And there believe like,
2: there was 13 total food stations there probably was, representing all of these then yeah there was four uh, or there was two at each booth so there was four the, eight, yeah it was around 13
0: yeah and then they give you a, a potted plant which was really You're back, really you get nice i Yeah. when the woman first said potted you know you oh you, you know this is a, a ticket for your potted plant i thought you said for your pot plant
2: <laughs> it's, it's not on the ballot yet
0: am like wow well, that's
2: progressive <laughs> cool. the best part is cool. you guys all left kind of early jl and i uh stuck it out all the way until two thirty. i ended up walking away with four plants because wow. they were just giving them away. So now my, my French balcony has a nice uh, decoration oh, on, on it. Yes. Oh, his French
0: balcony. I know
2: it. that that means it's a small balcony that you can't stand on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> goes out there and goes out so there and they,
0: sings, don't cry for me, Argentina.
4: Did they preview anything else from the festival, like any of the plants and no. that kind of stuff or just food?
0: No, just food. It was okay. all about the food and the music, uh, the music that's coming up for... Uh, was it crowded, well,
2: like elbow to elbow, or was it... A lot no. of people in that room. It was very, very spacious in that room, the World Showplace room. It's a huge building. If you've never been in it, uh, there was media and uh, other invited guests there as well as tables in Wonderland. So it was a mix, mix of all of us doing our thing. One of the interesting parts that uh, during uh, while people were sitting down eating, they actually did go through an overview of how the event has progressed to to say where it went from just the flowers and why they made the decisions they did. Obviously, they didn't say they added. Food boost because of money, but they tried to put a spin on it. And be like, well, you know, you go from plants to to gardens, and then the next obvious progression is to go to the food that's made from the gardens. And but overall, it, it was a little cute presentation that they put on over ten minutes.
0: And and uh, for those who are going to be in town for it every weekend, they have the Garden Rock series in the American uh, American Gardens Theater, right across the American U.S. Pavilion, American Pavilion at World Showcase. Uh, The Orchestra, starring former members of ELO, is the first weekend. Starship, starring starring Mickey Thomas, Little River Band, Village People, Herman's Hermits with Peter Noon, The Guess Who, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, featuring Bo Bice, the American Idol winner from whenever. Uh, Now he's playing Epcot.
4: Yep, already.
0: (laughs) Um, Brian Howe, former lead singer of Bad Company, Georgia Satellites, Gin Blossoms, Darlene Love, Night Ranger and uh, the spinners uh, all scheduled to appear. So, yeah, you know, I I, I think it's a great event. I'm really looking forward to it. We are going to be covering that uh, tomorrow. So if you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, uh, we'll be posting updates uh, throughout the day from Epcot with uh, what you can expect. So that is going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes and voodoo sticky pig wings.